Well, good morning. Good to see everybody here this morning. What a, what a beautiful day. There's a, a pastor named Steve Poe that wrote a book called uh, Creatures of Habit. And uh, he, he tells a little story about when he was a kid. He said, when I was in grade school, several of the kids in the neighborhood walked to and from school each day. We walked down a street where a man had a large dog, a, a boxer. It had a very intimidating bark and was tethered to a long chain in the backyard. And when we'd walk past his house, that dog would start barking and, coming, and come running after us. And of course, the chain, the chain would eventually stop him. But we were always worried that uh, one day he'd break loose and attack us. And I would start worrying about that dog blocks before I ever reached the house. And one day the owner of the yard, uh, the dog was in the yard and watched the entire scene unfold. And the next day as we walked past the house, the man was once again outside. Only this time he had the dog on a leash. And when he saw us, he began to motion us over. And um, we didn't know if, if we were in trouble or if he was going to let his dog bite us. But either way, we, we were not walking over to him. So he started walking over towards us. And the entire time, the man kept saying to us, you don't need to be afraid of my dog. And then he knelt down and pulled back the dog's upper lip to reveal that the dog had no teeth. <laughs> Seriously, there was, there was not a, a tooth in that dog's mouth, he says. And, and the man said, even if this dog were to ever get loose and try to bite you, it wouldn't hurt. And all of us started to laugh. And we were never afraid of that dog again. When that man told us the truth, all the fears and worries we had about that dog were instantly gone. Now, maybe, maybe you're not anxious about dogs. Maybe you are. But, uh, you know, what, what other kind of things do we worry about? What other kind of things do we just let build up in our, our minds Here's the real question. Does it do any good to worry about these things? You know, does, it, does it accomplish anything, really? Does it accomplish anything to be anxious? You know, Jesus says, no, it doesn't. Uh, and when we do worry, you know, what does that reveal about our hearts? We, we keep going back to this. God cares about what's in our hearts. What is our, what is our character? Let's look at what Jesus has to say as we continue our study in the Sermon on the Mount. Today's text is Matthew 6, verses 25 through 34. Matthew 6, 25 through 34. Read with me in your Bibles. Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to the span of his life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They they neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, ye of little faith? 
Therefore do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Let's pray. Uh, Lord, um, I don't know about the rest of the, uh, the people here, but this, this one really speaks to me. Uh, Lord, I, I uh, confess I, I do become anxious when I shouldn't. And so I just ask you, Lord, to, to speak to me, speak to us. Lord, give us ears to hear and, and a, a receptive heart as, as we look into your word. In Jesus' name, amen. So I don't know if you noticed something as we were reading through this passage. Jesus says three times, don't be anxious. Three times. You suppose he's trying to get a point across? You know, last, last time we... We looked at what Jesus said about our treasure. What do we treasure? What are our priorities? Jesus said, don't lay up treasures on earth where moth will eat, you know, rust will, will corrode, whatever. Thieves will steal. You know, in other words, don't treasure these, these temporal things. Uh, take care of, of your heart. Take care of your relationship with God. You know, take on an eternal uh, perspective. As, as Paul says in Colossians 3, 1 through 4, if then you've been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your, things on the, or set your minds on the thing, things above, not on the things that are on earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ who is your life appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. And in in today's text, uh, Jesus continues on in, in this vein. You know, we need to ask ourselves, what, what are our priorities? What do we value the most? And how does that inform the way we, we think and, and the way we live? So from this text, I, I want to I see three things. First, Jesus says, don't be anxious. And, and then he gives us the reason, because God will provide. And then he tells us what to do. Set our priorities straight. So first, don't be anxious. I read an article in the uh, Christian Post where Rick Warren states, God encourages his followers to fear not in the Bible 365 times. And he notes that's one, that's one for each day of the year. You know, God does not intend for Christians to spend their days preoccupied with anxiety and worry. And Jesus gives us several things not to be anxious about. This is, this is surely not an exhaustive list. But he gives us these things that are, that are very practical. First, he says, don't be anxious about your life, what you're going to specifically about you know what you're going to eat what you're going to drink you know he's talking about our basic needs you know the needs that we have to stay alive does anybody here get anxious about not having food to eat no not 
I don't either. I, I don't know that I've ever been anxious about that. Even even during our real lean times that we've had, we've all, our family has always had food. You know, maybe we didn't get uh, filet mignon and we ate rice and beans instead, but there was there was always food on the table. God always provided us with with food. We always we've always had safe water to drink. You know, a lot a lot of people in the world don't. Now, we may be anxious about how much our food costs. You know, the prices just keep going up. Uh, but if we get hungry, you know, the, the store is close. Uh, it's well stocked, you know. Most of us are okay in this department. And, and if we know people who aren't, we, you know, it's our responsibility as, as a church to, to meet those needs, to help them out. Second, he says, don't, don't worry about your body. What specifically about your, your clothing? What are you going to wear? Uh, you know, I, I know there are people who get anxious about their clothes, but usually not that they don't have clothes. It's, you know, what, what do I wear today? You know, does, does this sweater go with these pants? Or, you know, do, do, do these shoes make my... Yeah, do they, yeah that, 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 that kind of thing, you know. I don't, I, don't, I don't think any of us, maybe I'm wrong here. Does anybody worry about whether you're going to have clothes to wear? You know, in the, in the, first, in the first century, they did. You know, those, these, these were, were real concerns. I think what hits home is what Jesus says next, though. Don't be anxious about the future. Don't be anxious about the future. You know, pow, this, this is the one that hits me. I've got, to be, I've got to be transparent, you know. Uh, I, I find myself sometimes being anxious about the future. And, you know, just once again in this Sermon on the Mount, I'm reminded how much I need the Lord. We need him. We need his spirit in us. Why, why do we get anxious about the future? Yeah, we, we have finite minds. We can't see into the future. There's, there's uncertainty. You know, tomorrow, tomorrow may be great, but tomorrow something might happen totally unanticipated. But Jesus is saying, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. So you're, you're trying to sleep. It's, it's after bedtime. You're, you're tossing and you're turning. You can't get comfortable, and you maybe you keep replaying some scenario in, in your head over and over again, some vision of tomorrow, something that that might happen. You know how, how a hope could be dashed. You know if, if you're if you've had this experience, you're you're not alone. Uh, there, there's a uh, researcher, Lucas Lafrenet, Ph.D who said, this is what breaks my heart about worry. It makes you miserable in the present moment to try to prevent misery in the future. He says, for chronic worriers, this process leads them to be continually distressed all their lives in order to avoid later events that never happen. He says, worry sucks the joy right out of the here and now. And in his study on worry, participants were asked to record their worries and how they caused distress and interfered with their lives. 
So each night at 10 o'clock p.m., they reported how much time they spent thinking on each specific worry throughout the day. And then after 20 days after, after that period, they reviewed each entry and reported whether any of these worries had come true. The good news is, his study found that in his survey of worrisome people, 91.4% of their worries never happened. So worry caused only misery and did nothing to help the worriers handle whatever they'd been worried about. Mainly because the hotly anticipated events never happened. So, you know, again, I need God's help with this. I do find myself sometimes laying awake at night and running through scenarios in in my heads, and I don't think I'm alone here. Now, Paul, the Apostle Paul shows us the contrast between an anxious person and a peaceful person in Philippians 4, verses 4 through 7. He says this, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So he's, he's contrasting anxiety, the anxious person with peace, the peaceful person. What else do we see here, though? Joy, reasonableness, prayer, peace, protection, trust. Uh, let's look at what Jesus says concerning the anxious person. He starts out, oh, you of little faith. Uh, Jesus says this several times in the Synoptic Gospels. I don't know if you've noticed that when you've read through, but it's, it's by the way, it's always to the, uh, the apostles that he says this, oh, you of little faith. Uh, for instance, in Matthew chapter 8, 23 to 27, got into the boat, the disciples followed him, and behold, there arose a great storm on the sea, so that the boat was being swamped by the waves, but he was asleep. And they went out and woke, or they went and woke him and, and said, Save us, Lord, we are perishing. And he said to them, Why are you afraid, O you of little faith? And then he rose and, and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was great calm. And the men marveled, saying, What sort of man is this that even the winds and the sea obey him? It's definitely something we can apply in our lives, put our trust in this person, Jesus Christ, who can calm our storms. This, this is pretty cool, I think. You know, the, the disciples went from this state of high anxiety and lack of faith to amazement and, and great faith. Uh, Jesus, in another place, he, he says, oh, you have little faith when the disciples forgot the bread he said, oh, you of little faith. He, had, he also addressed Peter as, oh, you of little faith. When Peter cried out to him in terror, when uh, he started following Jesus, walking on the water and, and began to sink. This guy named George Mueller 
Some of you have heard of him. He was a, a man of great faith who said the beginning of anxiety is the end of faith. And the beginning of true faith is the end of anxiety. Now, does, does this hit home with anybody besides me? I hope so. So, don't be anxious. Why not? Jesus gives a reason. Because God will provide. We can put our trust in him. And one, one of the people who was in the audience when Jesus gave this, this teaching later on wrote to his fellow believers about this. And, and his readers at the time had every reason to be fearful and anxious. You know, they lived with the, uh, the constant specter of uh, persecution. You know, every day as followers of Christ, they, they risk their, their very lives. You know, they, they could have been imprisoned, beaten, killed because of their faith. Listen to what Peter tells them in 1 Peter 5, 6 through 7. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Notice how how Peter ties humility with a lack of anxiety. Why is that? You know, when we, when we uh, allow ourselves to be overcome by worry and anxiety, uh, maybe it's because we're tending to try to take things into our own hands. In a way, setting ourselves up above God, a, a lack of trust, uh, you know, it, it, takes, it takes an act of humility to say to God, okay, God, I give this situation over to you. Have your way. I, kn- I know your way is best, Lord. I, I relinquish control to you. And once we put our trust in him, we who are of little faith can rest in him. You know, we can, we can enjoy, our, enjoy his presence and, you know, have lives of, of peace. I love what David says in the Psalms. Psalm 37, 4 to 5. Listen to this. He says, delight yourself in the Lord. And he'll give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will act. Yeah, we need to, we need to have that life that we live in, in trust and delight. He also writes, David also writes in Psalm 55, 22, cast your burden on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never permit the righteous to be moved. That's beautiful. You know, and Jesus in this, this passage, he, he just says, by the way, look at creation. Look at, look at how God takes care of the, the birds and the flowers and all of this. There's a, there's a poem that came from a, Song by Phil Kagi. I don't know if he wrote this poem. But it goes like this. Said the robin to the sparrow. I'd really like to know why these anxious human beings rush around. Or rush about and worry so. Said the sparrow to the robin. Friend, I think it must be that they have no heavenly father such as cares for you and me. You know, as I said before, Jesus' disciples had legitimate concerns here. And uh, they, they succumbed to the same anxieties that, that we do. You know, uh, think about the time in the Sea of Galilee 
when, when they feared for their lives. Think of the other times. Like them, uh, though, there were, there were little things. Big things, little things. But I believe God cares, uh, cares for us to the extent that he does care even about, about the little things. You know, many, many times we can look at another person who's anxious about something and you just go, why are you worried about that? You know? Or somebody may do that, that to us and you go, well, maybe it's not a big deal to you, but it sure is to me. But it is a big deal to God. He cares about us. Don't be anxious. He said, God's going to take care of you. Instead, set your priorities straight. Put things into proper perspective. Remember Jesus in this Sermon on the Mount. What's he talking about? He's talking about the kingdom of heaven. That's what this whole sermon is about. Kingdom. The kingdom life. The life of the disciple. The life of the the inhabitant of the uh, kingdom of God. He he keeps redirecting our attention to this over and over again. He, this needs to be our, our high priority. You know, we can forget sometimes why is the kingdom so important? It's because of what every kingdom has, a king. Jesus says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. So instead of worrying about uh, temporal things, Let's look to our Lord. He, he knows our situation. He knows our circumstances. There's a really good story that, that illustrates this in the Gospel of Luke, uh, Luke 10, 38 through 42. It's about two, two women. And you've heard of them, Mary and Martha. Now, as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with with much serving. And as she went up and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her to help me. And the Lord said, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. And Mary has chosen the good portion which will not be taken away from her. And I think we can all be such Marthas, rushing around and worrying, working ourselves up. When there's a better thing, you know, one necessary thing, as, as Jesus said, you know, we need to sit at the feet of the Lord and learn from him. You know, all, the, all these things we get so anxious about uh, will someday be lost, stolen, destroyed, deteriorated, burned up. Let's, let's choose the good portion, the thing which is uh, imperishable, the thing that cannot be taken from us, the thing that's, that's uncorruptible. And what is that? Ephesians 6.24, Grace be to all who love the Lord Jesus Christ with love incorruptible. Our our relationship with God is forever. Everything else pales by comparison. You know, let's, let's order our priorities. You know, the most, 
important thing to us is having an intimate relationship with God. Intimate, close walk with our, our Lord. Jesus says, don't worry about tomorrow. Uh, There are plenty of worries for today. So do we go to bed at night overwhelmed by things? Going through our list of worries, I find myself doing that. I don't know why. But you know, one thing I have noticed when when I wake up in the morning, I almost inevitably feel a lot better about my list. <laughs> you know, those, those things don't weigh as heavily upon me in the morning when I wake up. You know, it's a new day. It's a fresh start. And maybe Jesus is, is saying that, you know, take care of the things that you can handle today. You don't need to tackle every single issue today or tonight while you're in bed. Don't get overwhelmed. Tomorrow, take care of the things that you can take care of tomorrow. You know, live one day at a time. Uh, it's, it's very wise to plan for the future, but it's not good to fret about it. Trust God. He'll take care of you. Keep, keep your eye toward the kingdom of God. Worship the king. Acknowledge him as king. Acknowledge the kingship of Christ, that he is in control. Uh, You know, we we keep forgetting that when we allow ourselves to become overwhelmed and anxious and fearful. You know, the Apostle Paul says, set your mind on the things above, not below. And this all follows from what Jesus said earlier, doesn't it? You know, don't lay up treasures where moths eat them, rust destroys them, thieves steal them. The writer of Hebrews in Hebrews 3.12 says, Take care, brothers, lest there be in any of you an evil, unbelieving heart leading you to fall away from the living God. You know, he, he who has begun a good work in us will complete that work, won't he? We need to trust him. So, you know, the fact of it is we're, we're anxious people. I don't, th- I don't think that's changed. I, I remember when I was a little kid, my grandpa just laughing at me if I'd get anxious about something, and he'd just laugh and say, don't be such a worry wart. I don't know what that is, a worry wart, but I guess I was being one. You know, it's, it's part of the human condition, I think. Uh, Jesus... Jesus didn't just say, stop it, you know, just, just stop. He didn't do that. He said, the Gentiles worry about these things. The difference between you and them is you have a heavenly father who cares for you. Seek his kingdom. Know that, know that he's in charge. He reigns. He's in control. You can trust him. You know, those who don't have God in their lives, well, I guess they have reason to be anxious but we don't. He cares for us. He cares about the big things, and there's lots of them. He cares about the little things. There's lots of those too. He cares about the sparrows. And we're, we're worth more than, than many sparrows. He's going to take care of us. So even when the hard things come our way, you know, the, the report from the doctor, the, the news 
from our, our parents or, or from our children, the, the lost employment, whatever it might be. Those are big things, but God's bigger. And if we're anxious about what people might do to us, let's read Psalm 118.6. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do to me? Or Romans 8.31. If God is for us, who can be against us? Seek the kingdom. Trust the king. And all these, all these things will be added to us. Cast your anxiety. We need to cast our anxieties on him. You know, the almighty God, as Peter says, he cares for us. So let's, let's live each day as the new day that the Lord has given us. Let's, let's enjoy his mercies fresh every, every day. Let's pray. Our, our Father, we, we praise you. You are the, the almighty God. You are, you are our sovereign Lord. You know the beginning from the end. You, you, you know our troubles, Lord, even better than we do ourselves. So, you know, help us to see, Lord, that it's our relationship with you. It's intimacy with you that, that matters. We know, Lord, we can put our trust in you. We know that we can lay our anxieties down. We can lay them before you because you care for us. Thank you, Lord, for that. And, um, Lord, our, our faith is weak. My faith is weak. And so grant us, Lord, an, an ever-growing faith in you. Uh, thank you, Lord, for adopting us into your family, for making us your children. Thank you that we can go with you or go to you with our requests. Uh, thank you, Lord, that, as Jesus said, it has pleased you to give us your kingdom. And it's your kingdom. It's your power, and it's your glory forever. Amen.